You are listening to Let's Be Honest with your host, Just Jonda. Hello, everybody, and welcome to part two of Monday Night Live, news, gossip, and more. And now we are going to get into Bravo is still messy and CBS is still racist, or at least still hiring racist, but that speaks to your, you know, I think it speaks about CBS, quite frankly, because how many times does somebody have to call you the N-word for you to not know? I hate saying the N-word, but I'm going to call it the N-word because if I don't, then it'll turn into a whole other thing. But yeah, but see, everybody don't need to know about that. That's inside talk. You know, we got front porch talk and back back porch talk. Okay, let's get right into this. So... Again, one of those world rock moments, August 3rd, 2023. So this is basically last, what, maybe last Monday, sometime last week. Um, Or maybe the Friday before. But anyway, doesn't matter. Bottom line is, yeah, the Friday before, I think, Thursday. Okay, so not last Thursday, the Thursday before. Um, The reality world was rocked because attorneys, and wait till you hear who's involved. The attorneys Brian Friedman and Mark Garagos decided that they were just going to throw all kinds of bombs up in the reality show streets and the NBC Universal Bravo multiverse. Now, before I go any further, I want to make sure that you know I am not here alone. I have two of my partners. I just happen to be traveling. Um, so you're hearing all kinds of crazy stuff going on with my voice, especially after spending a night in a hotel in the cold AC and all that crap. Um, so I got my girl D-Rod here in the house. Clap it up, clap it up. I keep forgetting. In fact, I think I think I might even have some audio effects that I have not been using. Wait a minute. I think I do. Okay, I, let me see what I have D because it's <laughs> cut it up. Okay, you know what? I am not on my other screen, so I can't see my audio effects, but do know I have them. <laughs> so we'll just say whoop whoop. <laughs> or, you know, the one that I really hate, the way when people go, wah, 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 wah. <laughs> no, the best one, the best one is. Oh no, no, that's terrible. That's the worst. Okay. So we have that. And then also my girl Lauren, who has been great tonight, doubling as my on-site research Googler, all of that. Okay. Oh Lord, no sound effects. Everybody say it together. No sound effects. I'm just sound effects tonight. Okay. Now, mind you, she sounds saying she's on sound effects, but she's hoarse. How are you going to be in sound effects when you're hoarse? Now, then when I need you to talk about something, you ain't going to be able to talk. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, she's she's commitment. She, you know, she she's warrior. She's down for the cause. And usually there really isn't a cause. That's the crazy part. Okay. And see, it's perfect because we are about to get into the messy. So let's go back to the attorneys. Brian Friedman big time name known in the Hollywood streets. And since the three of us are women of a certain age, 
We know who Mark Garagos is. He is criminal defense attorney to the stars, which also makes it a little bit interesting that he's involved in this, but he's also messy because I listen to his podcast. So I kind of understand why he's involved with this. But Mark Garagos goes way back. I mean, this dude has represented Michael Jackson. He was the attorney on the Winona Ryder case. Remember the infamous infamous Winona Ryder shoplifting case? Justice Smollett, exactly. So he has been around. Now there is nothing that I love more than attorney who an attorney who is on his game. I don't even mind Uh, if an attorney is a little messy. We like messy. Yeah, (laughs) I don't even mind if they're a little messy. But when I tell you they got super messy with this and did way more than they needed to do. Okay, so this little tale begins on august 3rd 2023 at least the legal side of it now as i tell you as we get into the background of it you'll know it's been brewing for a long time and all of us have been in these reality tv streets we're ogs we've already watched them and decided some of them we don't even want to watch anymore because we were there in the beginning and the housewives definitely fall into that category for multi for many reasons it says nbc universal accused of grotesque and depraved mistreatment on reality TV. Absolutely. Oh, and that is just the beginning. Oh, those are those are fighting words. Caucasian horror. Okay. Oh, yes. Grotesque and depraved. Grotesque and depraved. I want to be, I want to go into court and say grotesque and depraved. The problem is, as a defense attorney, I'm usually representing the grotesque and depraved. But I do do personal injury. So I am hoping for a personal injury case where I could say grotesque and depraved. Because if I can say that, it's probably a case where the check is going to be huge. It hits home straight away. Yeah. Oh, oh, for real. Oh, that's not it. It hits home straight away. Oh, wait. When I get to the letter, that's not even as crazy as the language gets. Okay. So he wrote a letter, Brian. Well, Brian and Mark, that's what we're going to call them because we, we know them. Brian and Mark wrote a letter to Kimberly D. Harris Esquire. She is the executive vice president of Comcast Corporation and general counsel of NBC Universal. We know that Comcast bought NBC and NBC is in NBC Universal Pictures, who are the parent company for Bravo, E, and many others, like in, um, MSNBC, all of it, CNBC, you, you name it. So they decided that they were going to send a demand for immediate litigation preservation hold. Now, let me explain to you all what this is, because like we say, we get messy here, but we also want the audience to leave a little bit smarter than they were when they came in. Absolutely. So, and and it also will explain why I'm going to tell you throughout this many, many times that they are messy as hell. A demand for immediate litigation hold essentially puts of the other party, if they didn't already know, on notice, whether you intended to or not, that a lawsuit is coming. And the reason why it basically puts them on notice, whether you intended to or not, is because it tells them, we are probably going to sue you. In fact, we're in the process of preparing to sue you. And because of that, we are going to 
ultimately enter a process called discovery that's going to involve the request of documents and your ass better be turning those documents over uh, that we request unless you object and blah, blah, blah. Um, it may call for depositions in any manner of things. And because of that, we want to make sure that there is something on record telling you, do not get rid of your stuff. Do not run to your shredders. It's not to say that they won't. It's not like you're sending cameras. But do not run to your shredders. Do not start this having video magically disappear, erasing tapes, all of that stuff. Because A, chances are, because we are asking for these things, we already know you have them. Or B, we're assuming you have them because you should in the normal course of business. But either way, because we have now put you officially on notice with this demand, if and when this case comes forward and the discovery process begins, we don't want to hear that, you know, well, after a certain period of time, we start purging things and all that kind of stuff. The shit better be on the way. You let us decide what we don't need. Kind of like I tell my clients. Okay. So that's what a demand for immediate litigation preservation hold. And it's basically what the words say. I just broke it, broke it down for you. So the letter reads as following. I'm going to read the pertinent sections. It basically says this firm, which is Brian Friedman's firm, along with Mark Garagos, repre represents a significant number of individuals employed by or contracted with Bravo Media, E, and CSNBC, collectively known as NBC, assets owned and controlled by NBC Universal. Specifically, our client, now listen to who these clients are. I heard them. Our current and former cast members and crew members on some of NBC's most lucrative reality TV shows. So we already know where this is going. This is the reality shows. And most importantly, it is the, it's the ones mostly on Bravo, a few on E, but mostly on Bravo because that is literally the bread and butter of their reality show empire. What people listening need to understand that if we were to take reality, um, I hate to call them stars, reality cast members and put them in their own separate category because they really should be. Because if you put them on in the category with people that we know as actual actors and actresses, they are always going to be CDE level. So if you were to put uh, reality celebs in their own category and their own hierarchy. It is unequivocally known that the Bravo celebrities, Bravo reality stars, particularly the housewives, are at the top of the food chain. If the love and hip hop people are CD and E, the housewives are number one. The individuals on TLC, depending on how long they've been there and which shows, 
arguably ride around BC, mostly CD, but you do have a couple like the family Chantel yeah. and uh, a few of the ones that recur constantly who might be, you know, around the BB minus. But it, all of that aside, numero uno is the housewives, Vanderpump rules people, uh, slowly creeping up there, still in the A range, but more now we're getting into the A minus, borderline B plus. Your summer house cast, not summer house mm. Martha's Vineyard, but your original summer house cast. But they be bringing the crazy stuff. Uh, and the amount of alcohol. Oh yes. my God. Yes. My liver hurts watching that show. I just started watching it this summer and I got hooked and I hate everybody. There's not one person on that cast I like, but I couldn't stop watching it. I was literally mad when I didn't have any more episodes and I literally hate everyone. Okay, even the characters that I started out going, okay, no, hate them. So, um, and why they all think Carl is a catch? I will never I understand. Why? Yeah. Oh, my God, he's the worst. So, but anyway, uh, we digress. But we're talking about Bravo, so, but um, bum bum Okay, um, so, so we know Bravo, the Chrisleys probably would fall again, A minus, B plus, because... When they really started, they were, you know, they were popular, but they are, um, they're, they're still not the housewives. I mean, so we already know, and as we get into some of these allegations, we definitely know that a lot of these are coming out of what I call the, the housewives multiverse, because some of these things we've arguably watched in real time. Now, whether or not we uh whether or not they are actionable and whether or not we think that they should be successful in litigation that's a different conversation for a different day but the fact that uh they allude to some things that we know occurred absolutely okay so as you know nbc has a pattern and practice and this is those words of grotesque and depraved mistreatment of the reality stars and crew members on whose account is coffers swell. What a sentence. On whose account? I mean, the, the grotesque and uh, depraved mistreatment is great. But, and I'm, I'm a wordsmith. I love words. That second part is just as fabulous. On whose account is coffers swells? Essentially, they made you and you treat them like shit. That's, that's what they're arguing. Now, again, as we get into it, there are some things that we may have to agree to disagree to about so, whether or not it's true. I, I need you to go back. I need you yes. to go back. Who is Coffers Wells? No, there's nobody's Coffers Wells. I'm telling you what Coffers Wells see. <laughs> too many glasses of wine. Um, no, they are. Blame it on alcohol. What, what no? The hell just happened? No, I am telling you the pockets. the pockets. They are basically saying the people. So listen to the whole thing. That's why this is a great sentence. They have a pattern and practice of a grotesque and depraved mistreatment of the reality stars and crew members on whose account is coffer swell. Essentially, you treat the people like crap who make you all the money. That's what now again. This is 
the I'm attorney's back, argument. Let's go back to coffers wealth. The coffers that are That's the money. Up, I'm saying the coffers that are swole up, and I'm sorry, Horace. The coffers that are swole up are the ones who are the, are the most monstrous. They're the ones oh, absolutely, and we're going to get yes, but because we hate them, we watch it. Thank you. So your coffers swell on that. We know that, and you do that willingly. But we're going to get into that because that's why I'm saying there's going to be a lot. There's going to be a lot of back and forth on this. This no, is I going to be. There is going to be this litigate litigation if it comes to fruition is going to be very interesting even before it ends up in court because if this is the kind of stuff that they are writing in a letter that is literally shouldn't even be more than a page and a half because it's a very simple request you just give a list of the things you're requesting you say why and then you keep it moving so if this is the way they all they are already moving in a basic letter that should be 90% boilerplate, then we are in for some good reading yeah, yeah, when yeah, they yeah. file that complaint, which with given that there will be numerous people, I predict right now that that complaint is going to be over a hundred pages long. And I know that because if the Lizzo complaint was 44 pages, if the Leah Remedy and Scientology complaint was 66 pages, a complaint involving a host of Bravo on screen and off screen crew members is going to be a lot because you got to remember that for no matter how many complaints the on screen people have, the off screen people's complaints are of a completely different nature because we're talking about potential crew members like camera people and all of that because we know remember homie and the uh the whole situation with ashley darby's husband but you're also potentially talking about makeup artists hair people whatever so there there are so many layers and categories so already i'm predicting over 100 pages okay now next to this letter these individuals have been mentally, physically, and financially victimized by NBC and treated with ruin and treated with ruin should they decide to speak out about their mistreatment. As a result, the sordid and dark underbelly of NBC's widely consumed reality TV universe has remained under wraps for far too long. Please be advised, here you go, that the day of reckoning has arrived. What? The day of reckoning? Oh, they, okay. Oh, they read. And again, none of this is necessary in this type of letter. But where is Tyler Perry? Well, he doesn't do reality TV, thank God, because the Lord only knows what that would look like. Okay, so now they have already gotten us hooked, right? Because we like day of reckoning, coffer swelling, grotesque behavior, bring it on in a letter that doesn't have to get into any of this. But because they're messy and we're messy, let's continue. 
While our investigation is still ongoing, we have reason to believe that cast members and crew members on NBC reality TV shows have been subjected to disturbing mistreatment by NBC Universal and or its employees, contractors, and third-party affiliates. This includes, but is not limited to. Okay, are you ready? Are you ready? I am about to give it to you, not only to the people in the room, but those of you in the audience. This is a snapshot of what they claim. And this part is fine from the standpoint of actually giving a reason as to why you want them to preserve this. Because in the event that NBC Universal objects and says, no, we don't have to honor this because you're saying that you may sue us, but you're not saying why. So how do we know you're actually going to do it and you're not just effing around with us? So you have to at least give a snapshot of why. Like I said, they may have gone overboard and the hyperbole and the hyperbole is on one million, but they at least have to give a snapshot. And as watchers of these shows, we're going to fill in the blanks. The first one, deliberate attempts to manufacture mental instability by playing cast members with, well, I'm sorry, by plying cast members with alcohol while depriving them of food and sleep. I think this one goes either way. Now, if I now just from the legal standpoint of it, and then we can talk about it as potential triers of fact, let's say we were on a jury. Will this make it past an initial motion to dismiss? Yes. And the reason why it will make it past an additional an initial motion to dismiss is because even with the stuff we see on screen, that's not even including the possibility that they may have some crew members who will say, yes, I was sent out to get 15 extra bottles of vodka or uh, some disgruntled producers who may be no longer with the show who say, oh, absolutely. Part of my job as that person's producer or as one of the showrunners was absolutely to make sure that, or not necessarily showrunner, they run the show, but certainly as one of the producers or an assistant was absolutely to make sure that these folks stayed lit. And of course, in the midst of them staying lit and shooting for long periods of time, that the argument would then be that not only did you get them lit, but then you compounded a potentially dangerous situation that would absolutely do what? Manufacture mental instability by keeping them awake and hungry. Well, again, now we talked about the possibility that there are people behind the scenes who would simply attest to that. But even as viewers and, and informed viewers, not just viewers who watch the show and, and put it to bed, but as viewers, as we are, who watch the show, we talk about it, we analyze it, all of those things, we absolutely have seen them be at dinners where they're just going back and forth and not eating, but there's lots of martinis. And then when we hear the ladies doing their various interviews, they have said repeatedly, 
even on their own platforms, you know, even though they may not be meaning to, to spill tea that potentially years later would be used in a lawsuit, the tea has been spilled. Nevertheless, when they talk about the fact that how many times have we heard them say, oh, God, yeah, that dinner scene, oh, that lasted for five hours. So we know that happened. Um, oh, so-and-so didn't show up on time, so we didn't even really get going for, you know, three or four hours after call time. Yeah, and it's, it, and it's everything they do. It's dinners, it's lunch, it's parties at people's houses. It, you know, it'll be morning and then it's nighttime, and you're like, okay, is there a continuity error? Should they have relit the outside? So we know that. So, like I said, will it make it past a, a motion, a basic motion to dismiss? Yes. Now, making it past motion to dismiss doesn't necessarily mean that you'll win in the end. That only means that the trier of fact has determined that there are issues that should actually be decided by the trier of fact. You shouldn't just get to go and say, oh, that's not true. And, and then we just don't have a trial about it. So, in the end, will they prevail? Well, that's a different question. And, and with, you know, many different answers, depending on how many of these claims they make. Because a claim like that from an off-screen crew member, to me, carries a lot more weight than one from on-screen talent who, depending on where they were, like, for instance, if they're in someone's home, or if they were not actually told you can't leave or you have to do this. Or the reality of it is that you could simply sit there and not try to have a moment because we know that they, they all want to have their moment. Okay, I'm going to be stuck here. I know that recording is going to be for five hours, but you know what? After about two, I'm not engaging. You know how Meredith, that's from uh, Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, Remember, she would say, I'm just not going to engage. So you just don't. Now, does that make you, um, does that potentially put you on the chopping block for next season because you're not bringing the drama? Especially if you're not one of the rich ones who they'll be like, well, no, she has money and throws good dinner parties. So even though she's boring, we're going to keep her on the show. If you're one of these ones who are pretending to be rich, but you're just barely above working class, uh, Real Housewives of Potomac, then you might feel more compelled to actively engage and bring the drama, but nobody's making you do that. And that's where the question comes in. What are you being made to do and what you're not being made to do? Now, that being said, the off-screen cast and crew, that's an entirely different question, different issue because if you are the cameraman and you are not being let go because they want to record something for 10 hours just so that these women can clown, that's a whole different issue because you are someone who is contractually obligated to be there. Not that the housewives are, aren't, but the camera being held depends on you. Okay, the next one, another one that I think could go either way, but will make it past a motion to dismiss. Denying mental health treatment to cast members displaying obvious and alarming signs of mental deterioration. That one I'm gonna uh, that one I'm gonna pull a red flag on. Now, again, 
Is it possible that it makes it pass a motion to dismiss? I'd say yes, because if there is even one member of the cast or crew or or production generally that says someone asked for assistance, said, I'm having a breakdown, I'm, you know, showing signs of a panic attack or, you know, any type of mental distress or even another cast member saying she, she like two steps from taking a long walk off of a short pier and someone said, "Uh uh-huh, uh-huh, now get your ass in there and finish filming. You got problems. But again, so so that gets you at least past a motion to dismiss. Are you going to... I'm going to go with Monique. And that whole last season with the Housewives of uh, Potomac. Uh Uh-huh. I'm going to go with her. I don't think that she was in a mental state of breakdown. I think she was in... uh, Oh, you want to fuck around and find out, and let me show you how to do this. Oh, absolutely. It's, it's, it's a moment. Yeah, but you're you're in a moment where you just gone, even just for that moment. They have cameras for all our moments. They have cameras for all those moments. They can they can springboard off that one incident. Which is what they did. Because remember, Giselle and and Robin acted like they had to hold a light-skinned women's summit to talk about how this was, you know, we are the classy ones. This show was da-da-da-da. And then a mere season later, somebody who looks like them decides she going to be throwing drinks on people trying to beat somebody with whatever, you know, that Mia chick has been a whole clown, whatever. And I don't recall them holding a summit about her to talk about how she denigrated the whole state of being for black women on television. Or in the case of Giselle, she had to, you know, I don't recall Giselle bringing security to anything as it relates to her. Oh no, not for me. And Mia was willing to fight anybody who crossed her. Because remember, one season she was trying to fight Candace. The next mama. season she was... Don't say mama. Oh, Lord, don't say mama. And then the following season she was ready to fight Wendy. And don't even get me into... Did you see the full brawl that just took place a couple of weeks ago with them? Oh, a, oh we're going to get into that after this letter. They had a full-blown brawl as in folks got taken to the hospital bloody faces oh, I did see that. yes and, um, it was a party for candace it was it was she was having a a, a release yes yes no not mia uh uh the troublemaker okay okay i got it okay so remember the muppet chick okay yes all right guys we're taking a little side note for this okay the all right the chick that it, that Ashley is trying to bring on the show to make fetch happen. The one who keeps lying every 10 minutes about a man trying to holler at her that literally did not even appear to look in her direction. Not even know who she was when they showed the footage. He, he barely even, yeah, yeah, not even looking. Homeboy is just working. And I can attest to being somewhere where uh, Chris Bassett is, and he literally will be looking everywhere but at people. 
my daughter and I were on the movies, the, the movie that uh, uh, my daughter had an extra part in a couple months ago, Chris Bassett was on that set as well. And he came on, he sat down. From what I could tell, he literally only talked to the people that talked to him. When it was time for him to do his thing, he did it. And then, you know, he just kind of waited around. I mean, he wasn't unfriendly, but he just was like, just there. And he, when he got there, you know, of course, people greeted him and told him where to go. So it's not like he was snobby or anything like that. But he just came and sat down to do his thing. He knows that all eyes are on him. And in that case, there were cameras. Yes. Because you're on a reality show, he knows he's being filmed. There's an entire production company there. It's not that. Exactly. It's enough. It's quite enough. And even when we were on, even when we were on the movie set, no, you're not supposed to have cameras and whatever, whatever. But you know, somebody's got them. Not to mention the fact that you don't know what who just people talk. Mm-hmm. People talk, and the uh, the the movie um, was set in the dc metro area so he wasn't even someplace just like when they were at the bar he wasn't even someplace where there is the possibility that people wouldn't know his wife and in the case of this particular production his wife has worked with this production company she literally has done and is continuing to do an entire series with them so no different than if he was around the housewives people he knows that people are looking at him. And then it's all black women too? Child, please. So anyway, we'll get back into the fight later. But the bottom line is that same Muppet who was starting the stuff last year and like one of the women who was there, who just, she was from another show. She was from Love and Marriage DC. But because she's cool with Candace, of course, you know, because again, it's like Atlanta, you know, they all have kind of gotten to know each other and sort of become their own little local celebrity I mean, whatever it is. Exactly. But in so this was in the DC metro area. And even though some of those ladies are on a different show, again, they you know it's that whole reality show people, local celebrity circuit, they all get invited to the same things, the same premieres, whatever, whatever. Especially since it's DC is not really an entertainment town you know they're trying but it's it's just not and so they definitely all know each other because there's so few of them so one of the women from love and marriage dc i want to say it was um see i don't watch that show but i have met them at the movie premiered last fall with basically again the same group of people um I want to say her name is Ashley, but anyway, it doesn't matter. The bottom, I, I think she's Quicksilver's wife. But anyway, she was there. And so she saw the whole thing from start to finish because she is friends with Candace and was sitting at the table. So she saw it unfold. So she actually did an exclusive interview with a YouTuber. Yeah, okay, it was Ashley Silva. So she did an exclusive exclusive interview with um, a YouTuber that um, I enjoy. I apologize, sis, that right now, because I hadn't particularly planned to talk about this, that I forgot uh, 
your name at the moment, charge it to the head, not to heart, but I will put the name of the show in the comments because I always like to give credit where credit's due. Well, anyway, Ashley interviewed with her and told her that her understanding and several other people have said it is that this woman has made it a point because again she's trying to get put on right she's trying to become if not a cast member a friend of because you know they want to at least try to get to that marlo Marlo, status yeah exactly so she has been more or less kind of pick 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 at candace all season and for the most part candace has not given her what she wanted which was time and attention because if i do that that gives you camera time but on this particular night, again, even from the video, it does appear that Candace was still trying to pay her dust. But this is one of the last times they were filming. So I guess she just decided she was going to go for broke and grab it. No, Ashley, it's Candace grabbed a bottle after the girl started. Yeah. She threw a drink and, and glass yeah. at Candace. It missed Candace and the glass literally hit this other girl, friend who was friends with Wendy that I guess is going to be on the show this season. And so, of course, that girl wasn't having it. And they it was Candace's night. So they also didn't want her to pop off. And then, of course, she become public enemy number one, get blamed for everything, whatever. She, You even see in a video where Candace picked up a bottle because, you know, when, when you little like us, you already know you can't square up and win with somebody because that, that girl, even if she can't fight, she's still head and shoulders bigger than her. So she she grabbed a bottle and Sharice, uh, you didn't, that we knew after the fact when somebody narrated it, it Sharice was there you know the one who used to be on the show that's clearly trying to get back on the show she grabs the bottle from Candace and holds Candace but by then it didn't even matter because the other woman who actually did get hit and rightfully was like oh so this is what we do she gets let's go so she gets over to her and you could see her molly whopping the Muppet it, and but that's if you even get yeah, friend status because a parent yeah and 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 muppet doesn't have friend status so oh well well it's it's not gonna work out that i don't i think that money's gonna be paid and and i think that andy is probably not gonna be long for the the housewives multiverse but um now he's still gonna be paid but and he's gonna get residuals and everything like that because he's been a producer, he's been he's done everything. Yeah, yeah. Um, so anyway, the girl was getting the best of Muppet, but at one point, and and the way that Ashley described it, and then somebody actually went back to the venue and filmed it, there is a step, and so somebody tried to grab each of them and then they fell so this went full on street brawl because they fell on the ground dropping bows ashley said the crazy part is she was standing at the front talking to karen because karen you don't see karen on film but karen was there but her and karen was about to leave they were doing the whole hey girl it's been a long time let's make sure we get together she said they you know clickety click with the phones let's let's plan lunch whatever whatever and then they heard the melee 
and turn around and like what the hell and she said karen with the running towards it i said well the grand dame has clearly changed because because usually the grand dame is running the opposite direction because usually and 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 trust and believe i don't even consider myself a grand dame but i'm still going in the opposite direction i'm not running towards the fight what them hoes got to do they got to do with me you know yeah that was my daughter well you are at work you already know that your daughter your grandchild and your bff aren't there because you didn't bring them with you so there's there's nothing half of these hoes don't even like you they don't talk to you okay bigo people i am letting you all go but uh but podcast we are continuing so anywho back to this you know of course y'all know me we detour but um bump bump okay oh look at that five new fans fantastic okay yeah all right so you all uh were just hearing me wrapping up because i was talking on another platform at the same time but back to this so again now this is one where okay ladies let's get ready to get into it because this is one of the ones that i probably have the biggest issue with out of all of them um women quit rocket the biggest issue with out of all of them exploiting minors for uncompensated and sometimes long-term appearances on nbc tv nbc reality tv shows i'm calling bullshit on that one I'm calling bullshit on that one, and this is why. Okay, but this is this is a there's a there's this another reason I'm calling bullshit on that one. Having because we know that most of this relates to the housewives, especially because uh, um, when you think about who would probably complain, particularly with the housewives. Now, of course, when it comes to the Chrisleys and all of that. We won't know that whether or not they were involved, that they were compl- have any complaints about this or either their kids have any complaints about this until the lawsuit comes out or unless one of them, somebody actually speaks uh, in, uh, live or does an interview. One thing I will say for Brian and Mark, at least for the moment, they seem to have a good handle on their clients because considering that this has been over a week and of course all the speculation that has grown out of it for nobody to yeah, for nobody to have said anything, it's amazing. So this is why I call BS on this one. Partic- now, if we're, if we're talking about the housewives in particular, because a lot of the other shows I don't really get into. Now, Vanderpump Rules, when it comes to the minors thing, you could take right off the table. There's never any kids on that show. In fact, even the cast members, as far as be careful with the noise, even the cast members, as far as um, uh, as far as them having babies the first Vanderpump Rules babies didn't come until damn near the pandemic. And even with some of them, they weren't even on the show anymore. So um, I'm going with Housewives on this one, maybe Chris Lee's if we hear someone else. 
if you look at every single housewife show where there has ever been any kids on it, in my opinion, there is not one show, even New Jersey, because that's the one where you tend to see the kids the most, where their presence was consequential to the storyline in any way. In any way. Even the, the season where there was the big brawl at the christening. The christening was for a baby. So the brawl was just filming the family members acting ass. The children weren't involved. Everything that Teresa has done with putting Gianna and Melania and all of them on that show was because she wanted them to be on the show. Now, as they got older, whether or not they wanted to continue to be on the show is a different issue. But you, as the mother, put your minor children on that on a show that they may or may not have wanted to be on. Yeah, but see, the difference is with the way that it works on the housewives is nobody gets paid except the housewives unless um, not even the husbands, with the exception of maybe two. Joe uh, Joe Gorga uh, gets paid as a cast member. Um, I'm not sure about Joe Judice, but... My understanding, Joe Gorga is one, and maybe one other. We know Peter ain't getting no checks because his ass is always broke. That's why he still be chasing housewives. Because I'm here. I'm in here. You in here? Business booming, or I'm getting proceeds from my business expanding. Exactly, and or everything's gonna be at my business. I love Lisa Vanderpump. Everything. 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 They are about to do a uh, not one, but two Vanderpump Rules spinoffs. And both of them pretty much have the names of the the bars and restaurants that they own, all of which she is the major investor in. So Tom Tom, Pump, all of that. So, and now now that she has the place in Vegas, word on the street is that's where the other show is going to be based out of because she has the restaurant in Vegas. So, anywho, I do not personally feel that there has been any child on this show who has meant so much to to keeping the story moving that you've had to keep them. Even recently, now that um, Gianna has, not Gia, Right, that's her name, Gia. Now that Gia has grown up, like she attends my alma mater, um, and like you saw in that, I think it was last season or the season before, where she had a blow up with Joe Gorga. Totally nothing that that necessarily needed to happen or that we absolutely needed to see. That was filmed because you all did it in front of the cameras, not because it needed to be. Quite frankly, I'm sure that given that he is her godfather, that was probably very hurtful to to him and something that whether you agree with it or not, he probably would have preferred not to have filmed. It is her mother 
who wants to constantly be on camera and have it filmed. This is a person that continued to be on television even when you're, you were waiting for your husband to get out of prison so that you could go. As if your kid's humiliation didn't need to continue over and over and over again. That is a Teresa issue. And going back to the whole thing between Joe Gorga and uh, and Gia, um, we didn't necessarily need to see that. We assumed, based on the strain between your uncle and your mother, that that extended to a strain between you and your uncle. Because if you live with your mama and you are close to your mama, your mama's enemies are going to be your enemies. So godfather or not is, and on top of that, he's also your father's enemy. So both of your parents are hating on him. So we already know that you are, you ain't got to tell us. If you want to really give us some information, tell us that you don't have a problem with them. So anywho, I'm, I'm yeah, again, I need to hear about uh, some other kids besides the housewives kids, because none of the housewives kids are consequential to the show. And if the parents had them on there, then so be it. Even with Candy and Riley, you can tell when Riley doesn't want to be on camera and the scenes end very quickly. So distributing and or condoning the distribution of non-consensual pornography. Now that one gets very interesting because now we're talking about revenge porn. And I seem to recall, I'm sorry, guys, I forgot to uh, pull this up because I've talked about this a number of times. It made the same mistake again and forgot to recall. There was, and someone uh, put it in one of the comments if you're live on the podcast. Um, I do vaguely recall, and Lauren helped me out, on one of the shows, it definitely wasn't the majority black ones. And this was fairly recently where the wives got into it. The housewives got into it because somebody had video of one of them either performing a sex act or just naked and sent it to other women on the cast. Exactly. So I'm not, so I'm not going crazy. That did happen. Okay. Okay, so I'm in the cast. Yeah, no, it was within the cast. It wasn't off. It wasn't crew. It was within the cast. I just okay. So I'm not going crazy. Yeah. So now that now again, even that one, while Lauren and I feel very confident on on remembering that issue, this is where you run into issues. Was Bravo? or the production company, but ultimately NBC, uh, NBC Universal is responsible because it's their network. Can one argue that it was problematic to show that storyline? Because we never saw the footage. For them to even show the discussion of that and it becoming a storyline that was shown on the show, all I can say is people can agree to disagree 
as to whether or not the whole conversation, the whole storyline, because it went on for several episodes, whether or not that in and of itself as a concept or as a story was distasteful. We can we can agree to disagree on that all day long. Um, Exactly. And we none don't discuss his sexual preference at all. Exactly. You don't discuss that. And so, exactly. So, again, discussion, let alone the image. we can, uh, now, did we all kind of know? Yeah. But the bottom line is he don't discuss it. So, like I said, um, inquiring minds <laughs> can agree to disagree about whether or not it is generally oh, you know, distasteful kids, kids as a storyline. Yeah. Well, no. I, well, no. We know the kids thing is just foul. But I'm well, talking about. Yeah. No. I, but I'm talking about this whole non-consensual pornography thing. Having that be discussed episode after episode is it distasteful? Well, I guess it depends on what you think the housewives are supposed to be versus what the series has become and what the series has become and what people seem to want to see is them having constant drama and bullshit, which of course means you're going to have discussions about distasteful things and people a la Marlo Hampton, uh, making fun of people who didn't have mothers and all of those types of things. But is that, something that is actionable against NBC Universal when they had absolutely nothing from at least from what we know because again there may be some other facts if that is the incident that this is referring to the question then becomes is NBC Universal NBC Universal liable for that my answer to that would be no. Now, if it comes out, because again, there's a lot that remains to be seen because we're just getting snapshots of this. If it were to come out that the person who either made the recording or conveyed the recording was encouraged to do so by one of the producers or script writers, because there are script writers, when they said, oh, I heard this and that and the third, and somebody from production was like, oh, well, girl, you need to send that to the other women or at the very least mention it so that it gets something going. Start, start a pot. Start a pot. Yeah, start a pot and, you know, and not only start a pot, but flat out encourage it because you're still going to need a little more than pot stirring. Um, Then it's a problem. If... There is nothing to prove that production did anything other than simply allowing the situation to play out. And given that it, it was an interesting topic, edit it into the show. Again, distasteful? Yes, but your entire show is distasteful. Actionable? No. <clears throat> Covering up acts of sexual abuse, sexual violence, that's a problem, period, point blank. If there is even a hint of that, 
if we have the if we don't have anything else but the camera guy who Michael Darby grabbed his ass, that not only makes it past the uh makes it past uh, a motion to dismiss, it also will be uh might go pretty damn far in front of a trier of fact because there did appear to be a cover-up of that. Not only did there appear to be a cover-up of it with the um, with how it was handled by production, but it seemed that you even involved the individuals on the show in the cover-up because you had individuals, castmates, who managed to have camera working cameras in every other part of their house except for that one so not only is there a question as to how the network handled it but it also appears that you may have even taken the shit a step further and involved actual castmates in the cover-up as well so you know definitely interesting Refusing to allow cast members the freedom to leave their shows even under dire circumstances. Now, this is one that I discussed last night where the facts are going to be very important in terms of, uh, it, it's just going to be very important because on the one hand, if the claim is that you are not allowing people to just say, I quit, I'm out, whatever, whatever, then your comeback is, well, they have a freaking contract. And if the contract says that you do a, you, yeah. Or if the contract says you are uh, going to film for the three, four, five months that we're filming and you're going to go on the cast trip. You're going to do all the shit that your contract says because you are a full-time member of this cast. Then that's what you do. Full stop. Yeah. Unless we are asking you to do something that is illegal or morally unconscionable. And even that, the needle tends to move in Hollywood. You're, you're here. Now, that's... One instance, we both agree, sounds like bullshit. However, if the claim is not that, well, I wanted to leave the show and not work there anymore or whatever, and they wouldn't let me, or we were at the zoo all day and I wanted to leave and they wouldn't let me. Now that's BS. Yeah, exactly. I say I was mostly... No, take your ass home. Take your ass home. They first of all, production would have looked like assholes not letting you go home. So let's let's not talk crazy. Now, what it might have been is you didn't have you didn't have the money to fly home on your own because maybe the network was like, you can go do whatever you want to do, but we're not paying for your trip, your impromptu last minute trip from Santorini. So you won't get paid for episode that you're not there. Okay, that's on you. But no one as a human being is keeping you as a grown human being. If you break contract, you not break at contract. All. You owe money, you owe money. 
or you just don't get paid for what you miss it's especially now in recent years we know that bravo is no longer giving them the big flat contracts they're paying them per episodes because the shows are not as popular as they used to be yeah but now at at this point it, none of them do yeah. and the girls trip shows they they're not even on regular bravo you on peacock so i mean they probably giving you the reunion rate for that so anywho now that's one end of it where we say bs however if let's say that's not what they're talking about and this is just poorly crafted let's say that what they're actually talking about is cast members not being allowed to leave even under dire circumstances and, and those dire circumstances being when they have those abnormally long shoots and stuff like that. Now that is a different question. And while I'm not saying it's a slam dunk, that is a more, a better conversation to have in front of your trier of fact. And the interesting thing with that is they've already got proof without even trying because what happens after every single reunion taping a month before we even see the reunion after they take those reunions one of the reasons that we know that the reunion has been taped even though we don't see it for another month or so is because the first thing that andy cohen does to switch on which is basically low-key uh, his way of drumming up anticipation for the reunion is he goes on his podcast, on his Instagram, or on whatever the next episode of Watch What Happens and says, oh my God, I'm so tired. Or depending on who, if somebody pissed him off, I'm so over it with these women or whatever. This reunion taping was 10 hours long because there was so much drama. He does that every single time. Now, on the one hand, which low-key advertising, yes, it does have the desired effect of getting everybody talking, especially since I do watch a lot. I don't even watch the shows anymore because I have uh, certain vloggers that I like on YouTube and I just watch them and know what's going on. Um, although you and I are definitely going to do an episode to talk about these reunion looks, so just be ready because right. it right. is a holy mess and of scary food. Uh, it was so horrible and the thing that and the thing is the color was so beautiful because all of those women have gorgeous skin they have they all of them range from a caramel to a, a deep mahogany they are all the they're that blue on their skin oh no the outfits were awful but i'm just talking about the color that color was as perfect as even remember the year that they did yellow the, but even in the yellow the only people that popped was cynthia and kenya but the color was great but that blue should have been breathtaking and it, it was breathtaking all right but it was more like breathtaking when uh when kramer looked at that baby on seinfeld <laughs> so anywho um so if it's more along the lines of that then to me that is a that's a conversation that definitely can be and should be had 
because at that point you've got proof even from the head honcho that they kept y'all asses there under lights in ball gowns again alcohol flowing you're stressed out so even if they provided you with catering they know you really didn't need it and exactly but again you're in ball gowns you full makeup all of that and under and this is where the stress and stuff comes in if it is a re if it's one of those reunions where it got really hot and crazy like folks started fighting like teresa tossing tables uh portia trying to fight kenya uh you know there's there's just been too many to name folks just yelling and screaming just to be yelling and screaming like because that's on every reunion um then we already know or the one with atlanta in particular that in my opinion had to just be stressful as a black woman because it was stressful to watch that very last season that kim zolziak was on there when she literally just tried to gaslight all of them about how things were so difficult for her when she was a whole racist basically the whole season and now we also know that there was at least one function where croy had a gun on him so if you were black oh girl please that wouldn't even have been an issue um and then there's and then there's even the anticipation of the reunion because again most of these women are not friends they have watched the season they have seen the confessionals and seeing all the things that was said about them that they didn't know what lunches luncheons that happened without them where things were said where they had certain impressions and behaved a certain way based on what they thought they knew versus what it really was um the vanderpump rules reunions absolutely crazy i mean in this last one it was uh it was crazy and well kind of funny okay so no doubt back to the letter folks no doubt bravo will aver that the cast members and crew members assume these risks contractually okay we talked about that you assume the risk you agreed to it but the law does not countenance waiver of intentional misconduct or gross negligence. So that's going to be the tough part right there. Intentional misconduct, like intentional infliction of emotional distress, very hard to prove unless A, the conduct is so egregious, which of course puts you on the gross negligence side. So then you're covered anyway. Or you don't or you haven't quite reached the standard of gross negligence. So now you still that still sticks you with having to prove intentional without memos, emails. Um, thank goodness for emails and, and texts and stuff because people get way too comfortable and do say a lot of things because people will treat I've I've seen it personally when going through discovery people especially if it's somebody that they're cool with will treat email sometimes like text and just going back and forth having conversations via excuse me via email and i get it because if you're in order to text you got to keep stopping what you're doing to pick up your phone if you're having a conversation with somebody through the inner office direct messaging system or through text and all of so and or, i mean or through email then you ain't got to stop what you're doing you just have it pulled up on your computer because i mean hell i do it with 
uh, with my Google voice number. That's why I have my friends never know where I'm texting them from. They're like, okay, what number is this? Because if I am working, I don't want to have to stop what I'm doing and picking up my, and pick up my phone. I just pull up another screen on my computer and continue having whatever conversation I'm going to have. Great for an attorney that's looking for smoking guns because people get too comfortable and do that. But without finding those way too comfortable emails or a production assistant or someone willing to say, oh, no, we set them motherfuckers up. <laughs> then we, we meant to do that. Okay. On innumerable occasions, and by the way, all of this stuff that we're into now, none of this had to be in this letter because I already explained what this letter is supposed to be. Those bubbles that I read earlier where they just said covering up the acts, refusing, whatever, that's all they had to say. But they decided to now go into full paragraphs, breaking stuff down. This also tells me that this letter was not truly just meant for NBC Universal. This letter was meant for the public. In fact, it was the law firm that sent it to the media. Oh, absolutely. Well, they they want they want them tried by the court of public opinion. Uh, this was actually sent to the media by the attorneys because remember. The per, even without us knowing that, and TMZ and all them basically say, yo, yeah, they sent it to us. But even without us knowing that, we know that because the person that they sent it to was NBC Universal's lawyer. She has a duty to her clients, so she wouldn't have shared it anyway. So, you know, of course, um, the lawyers for the plaintiffs or soon-to-be plaintiffs, uh, given that they're reality show people and wanted uh, messy, attention messy, anyway. Messy, match, messy, match point. <laughs> match point. Okay. Match point On innumerable occasions, which we will further detail in due course, so in the complaint, NBC has exceeded the moral and legal... None of this! None of them are moral! But okay, let me get this out. Moral and legal limits permissible in a civilized society governed by the rule of law. Well, obviously they want to stay on the right side of the law, but if you're expecting a network to do anything moral, well, now you that's just, as, as the old folks would say, that's just crazy talk. <laughs> Undoubtedly, when fully apprised, the legal system and the public, mm -hmm. and they literally put it in here, uh -huh. and the public will agree, it goes without saying that the foregoing misconduct by NBC Universal and or its employees, contractors, and affiliates exposes NBC Universal to significant legal liability for, among many other things, intentional infliction of emotional distress, remember I mentioned that earlier, fraud, distribution of revenge porn, which would be the stuff we talked about earlier, and false imprisonment. Again, since they're saying false imprisonment, that leads me to believe that when they say the whole thing about leaving is less about actually leaving your show, like leaving physically leaving your show for good or for the day and more about these long tapings because when you're when you are alleging false imprisonment you are literally I've, I've defended those cases you are literally talking about an instance where someone would not physically let you leave and that to me falls more in line with these long tapings where you're like 
no, we're not done yet. No, we got to get this footage. No, we got to film this reunion, even if it takes us 10 hours. Um, you know, or if we have to come back and do this tomorrow, y'all are going to have to pay for the production costs. Not to mention the fact that we, you all are responsible for your own hair and makeup anyway. Exactly. Glam's on them. And, and of course, if it does go into the next day and glam is on them. Now, a couple have done that, but not many, because that's the other piece that for them, other than like a Candy or Lisa Vanderpump, you know, the people who really have money, um, they have the whole issue of having glam come and make sure that they look exactly the same the next day, dress, face, hair, whatever. And they're just not ready to do that. Okay, so since our clients are asserting rights that may result in litigation, NBC is advised that a continuing duty to preserve. So now they're going into the legal stuff that this letter is really supposed to be about. And of course, it is, they go, they definitely mention electronically stored information in a whole paragraph of what that means, because obviously we are in a different place. But nevertheless, all those hard copies too. Don't be getting rid of no hard drives, girl. They go all the way back. They mentioned PDAs and Blackberries. Marking them ain't playing. And so they talk about, um, you know, uh, all their policy, a lot of policies and practices here. All documents relating to their policies regarding cast members and or crew members. And that, that one's interesting. Mental health on his reality shows. Physical health. Consumption of alcohol and or drugs by cast members or crew members on his reality shows. So I guess um, this stuff, I, I don't know if they have those policies once you go over to uh, to MTV and look at, um, who is that, Bynum? I know one of the names, Bynum and Murray, because once you start getting into real world road rules, all of them, now the challenges, I guess, they don't really do the other shows separately anymore. Um Policies, re practices regarding sleep, rest, and meal breaks. We talked about that. For cast and crew, sexual violence and harassment. Cast and crew. Um, underage participation in connection with his reality shows. We talked about that. Exploitation of underage participants. Again, physical and mental health. Uh, okay, so those are correspondence and communications. Um, okay. So then it just goes into all the boilerplate information. So now what is, what has happened since and who do we think is involved? Well, one of the main people that, one of the main names that are coming up in this is Bethany Frankel, because Bethany has been very vocal and even more so than usual in recent months about not only just the stuff he, she typically says about Bravo, but also the fact that she thinks that they should have a union and that, um, and she talked about, she just talked a lot about the fact that they don't get residuals when they are not reality show contestants in the same way with a lot of these other shows with where you know that you are going on in a contest because if you treat all reality show people especially people who are on the shows where there's more of a competition aspect if you treat them 
more like talent as opposed to contestants, then that line gets really blurry because then does that count? The, 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 then is that the same for the people who appear on The Price is Right? Just because you spend the night versus me being sitting here in an, a studio audience for two or three hours, why can't I get residuals? They're going to still show my episode 10 times on the reruns. So there are certain things I do agree with, but there are certain things I don't. I do not agree that uh, reality show contestants, Amazing Race, all of these uh, survivors, all, all of those RuPaul's Drag Race, all of these people. No, I do not think that reality show contestants, even the Big Brother people, should be treated in the same way as talent for the purposes of unionizing or um uh it, or something like that no so, so i think it's too blurry exactly even if the contest is a long one mm -hmm. you're still a contestant yeah, still and and i don't and and so i i don't and i i just don't think that that should change i think the blood the waters get too muddy um, the bachelor is probably one of the few where, uh, they may have a better argument about that whole contestants versus cast. Um, not all of them, but some of them, because they do, uh, they, as we know, bachelor has turned into a whole thing, bachelor nation, all of that. And because they have the spinoff bachelor in paradise where they come back now, it is now it does lean more towards cast versus contestant, especially when they have some of them who end up coming back summer after summer. Um, but I do believe that Bravo in particular definitely owes should be paying them residuals no doubt because these shows get repeated constantly all over the world mm -hmm. that is why there are housewives shows literally all over the world and by the way audience the ones in other countries way better there are about seven on the continent of africa because i watch about six of them and they are great the real housewives of johannesburg um, the Real Housewives of um, Nairobi. Um, uh, they just did Real Housewives of Lagos. Um, there, there are a billion. Uh, 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 there's just so many of them that I can't even come up with them. But there's six of them that I personally watch. Also, Melbourne and Sydney are really good as well. And those women actually have money. Like they go to they go to lunch in helicopters. So, anywho, um, oh yeah, Real Housewives of Dubai. But the Real Housewives of Dubai is um, is based out the is the U.S. Uh, production company that does that one. It's not actually a UAE show. In fact, the UAE didn't even want it because. Oh yeah, oh for sure. But the UAE didn't want it because, of course, you know they're very strict over there with women and the whole thing. Um, oh, but for sure, uh, the, I loved it. The only thing I hated was that they had Phaedra come. That, to me, just made it all, it was unnecessary. Um, and it was so obviously fake. It was, it was, yeah. And, and in fact, other than when she went to lunch with the one girl, once they went, remember they did that indoor skiing excursion? She literally just stood around because you don't, 
Yeah, you don't. Not only do you not serve a purpose, but you just don't fit. I, I want to see you only on Real Housewives of Atlanta. Yeah, and 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 I don't Eve really want to see her there. Eve Mary Spencer. I don't want to see you really on there either. It's like, uh, did you get married yet? You don't fit. Did you get married? Then go and and dating. And at this point, I would be shocked if she's still even with the guy. And given that she's trying to be like a miniature blonde sex pot, um. Unless he's an ATL doctor who's like Dr. Miami and he's trying to be all in the spotlight. But medicine is still, for the most part, a relatively conservative profession. That's why if you watch the show, you notice that Jackie and Simone, although Simone may have a bit of a temper and fly off the handle a bit. But for the most part, the way that they act is very different from the way that the other women act because there are doctors. People call um, Jackie Snobby. No, she's a doctor. And not only is she a doctor, she is a very well-respected doctor. There is hardly any show. Oh, yeah. There's there's no show that you watch where there's somebody in Atlanta that's not going to get something done when it, with a baby where they don't go to see Dr. Jackie, not even Dr. Simone. They are seeing Jackie especially if they have fertility issues. They are in Jackie's office. I, I can't, I mean, even Tamar went to Dr. Tamar Jackie. There, Candy, Candy all of them. And, year before, Rob, oh, years, before. years. Um, and then, uh, so the only ones who, and then if you notice the husbands who are the doctors, you don't see them very much. So, um, and, and even when they did get a little feisty, they calmed it down real quick. Oh yeah, but he ain't a doctor. But the ones who are, see, Doctor Heavenly can act crazy, cause I mean, no, no hate or whatever. But you're a dentist. Ain't nobody paying you no attention. Ain't nobody paying you any attention. And and quite frankly, I'm not even impressed with your teeth. So you are a dentist with an overbite and it's a very obvious overbite because with the southern accent she has and the way that she talks and she's constantly like smacking her mouth or whatever this i'm like physician heal thyself yeah but no when she's constantly like and i'm like yeah you need to work on that so anywho and no hate to to the overbite community i'm just saying that if this is what you do for a living be a good walking advertisement for what you do Ever since she's been on the show, I've uh, the only thing that I've really seen her do related to medicine is, uh, you know, perhaps some questionable things that we can't figure out to her face. And then, you know, making herself over body wise, kudos to you on losing weight. But I'm going to need to see something about you and your medical practice, because all I see is you selling wigs and everything else. But again, maybe we shouldn't see too much about that, because with the way that she carries on, it's not a good look. Um, so anywho, that is the Bravo mess. We will see how it turns out. And just a quick touch on CBS, still racist. <laughs> Once a freaking get, oh, quick aside. All right. I forget. This is another thing. By the way, Candy, they, someone asked Candy whether or not she was going to be involved in the suit. Candy said, 
and people gave her grief for it, but I think people just like giving her grief because I actually had no issue with what she said. Candy, base, uh, in a nutshell, basically said, when I have issues or have had issues with the network, I have a good enough relationship with them where I go to them personally. So, and, and whatever issues I have or don't have or whatever, they get resolved. So I have no need to be a part of a lawsuit. Whoever is, is whoever ain't, ain't, but I know how I handle. Yes. I know how I handle my problems as, but what she did say, which is why I said, it's funny how people have selective hearing. She said, however, I do support the union. And again, as we kind of got off on a tangent, I do agree with that because if nothing else, you all, especially the housewives in particular, two things why I do think they owe them, especially residuals. The housewives did build Bravo. Absolutely. Bravo didn't, Bravo Absolutely. barely existed. Absolutely. Even E with the reality shows that you have on there. Absolutely built your network, the E news and with or without Ryan Seacrest. And uh, an occasional little fashion thing did not do it because your fashion coverage has does not exist without Joan Rivers. And since she's Joan dead, she's never coming Joan back. It's not, it's not yeah. I mean, even the red carpet thing, you could get every kind of shoot cam, round cam, circle cam or whatever. You will never recapture the magic of Joan. And, and it's, you know, and it's unfortunate, but it just is what it is. And again, we have been around for a while, so obviously we may feel that way. There, There's a whole generation of people who may think that what is going on is fine. That being said, they're still not watching it because they don't have the same numbers. Nope. That's a fact. The, trend, the, trend is the numbers speak the to, there. yeah, the numbers the speak trend. for themselves. Mm -hmm. Um. So exactly and they've tried every which way but loose and it just doesn't work and it's cool to see new talent getting on there i love to, that they've had a sister the one who hosted the love and hip-hop reunion a couple of times uh she has been uh hosted their red carpet for the past couple of years i love to see it she's a thick sister she's on there that's great the magic is is still not the same and again it's not about us living in the past. The numbers speak for themselves. But I love a good shoe cam. I'm not knocking y'all. All of that being said, the housewives built your network, period. Point to the blank, period. So, and some of them, like a Kyle Richards, has been there from the beginning. How the hell has someone, and in her case, an actual actress, although not, I mean, D-list, but nevertheless, she's a member of SAG. Um, she, she, she's LA famous, too. She's old Hollywood. Yeah, well, exactly. And she's a member of SAG. Okay. Um, how is she not getting residuals for a show that she's been on for 14 years? Candy was not on the original season of Real Housewives of Atlanta, but she's been there since at least season three. Well, they're going into season 16. How is she not getting residuals? I mean, it's just unacceptable. Teresa, she is a nutbag from a, a whole other century. How is she not getting residuals? So those things make sense. Who I do think is involved this girl is using the microwave. So if y'all hear something in the background, that is because this is Monday Night Live and it is almost one in the morning. So anything can happen. We're about to wrap up though. So, and 
this is going to be something that is going to be talked about again because when the complaint finally hits, that is going to be explosive because if for no other reason than the names, it's going to be explosive. And then when, because you got to have named plaintiffs, unless they go in as a class, in which case you just have one named plaintiff and then they're declared a class. But if they're not a class, your plaintiffs have got to be named. Oh, absolutely. So that's going to be explosive. And then, of course, your complaint has to actually state your cause of action specifically. So then we also get into all of the specific allegations. And uh, well, if, uh, you know, in terms, well, no, they're not going to say what they're asking for. They'll just say, well, they might. But because there's so many of them that it'll probably just say, you know, um, whatever the court, you know, attorney's fees, uh, pain and suffering, and whatever else the court sees fit. Like, for instance, with the Cardi B, Tasha K thing, she didn't say a specific amount. She just said, you know, um, compensatory damages, which is compensating me for what this has cost me. My medical bills, my mental bills, my um, attorney's fees, all of that. Um, well, attorney's fees are separate, but the bottom line is what it has cost you, any job loss, anything like that. And then your punitive damages is how are we going to punish you? And that's where the number starts flying up. Because even in the Cardi, Tasha uh, K case, the big money came from, of course, lawyer's fees because it went on for so long. But the the real big money, like the part that put it over the four million mark, was the punitive damages because the court was just like, more or less was just like, okay, how many different ways did not only she ask you to take it down, but then it was proven to you that it was wrong. Not that she owed you anything to prove anything to you, because who the fuck are you? But it was proven to you, even though she didn't owe you that. And you still out here acting like a clown. And even as of the time they went to court, still had not taken it down. And then sitting up in the court, lying while in the court. If you think the judge didn't take that into account, shit. Okay. So you have that. And uh, so that's, and, and so that's part of the reason, bottom line, with all the plaintiffs, with all the breaking down the information that is why, as I said earlier, I predict that whatever the complaint says, complaint says, is going to go over a hundred pages because you've got because even if you have some cast members whose complaints are similar, the crew's complaints are going to be an entirely different nature of complaints because their experience is different just based on what they do. They're not in front of the cameras. So now you're talking about them giving you behind the scenes things of how they feel that they have been mistreated, which is, um, and I would suspect, which is I think is going to be really interesting, is that some of those crews, crew complaints are going to be about how they were mistreated by cast members and the network didn't back them up because that's still a claim against the network. If your talent is treating me like trash and you either know it cause you've seen it or you know it cause I told you and you didn't do anything about it. 
that's still a claim against you. Caveat emptor, you are the boss. Okay, so that's so that's a thing. But the other thing I meant to bring up that also makes Bravo look bad in all of this, especially when you get into the sex stuff, is they just had a huge scandal just this week. Below deck, down under, they had to get rid of two castmates, one a man and a woman. Huh? Yeah, because of predatory behavior. Yes. But it was two castmates. Now, this to me speaks to is huge for even for this suit when you talk about pattern in a pattern of behavior, because we know these shows are filmed months and months and months ago. Sometimes, depending on the nature of the show, all you know, if not a whole year, damn near a year ago, and you went through. So not only did you see it in real time when you recorded it, um, or the cameramen sometimes, they're just recording, they're not paying attention. But then whoever went back and looked at the footage, you saw it when, you saw the, the, the original cut. Then you saw it when you cut it into, a, in, into the storyline. Then you, the network saw it when you sent over the episodes. And then you freaking aired it <laughs> in all of those layers. Mm-hmm. Nobody did anything. And here we are probably five, six, seven, eight, nine months, maybe even as many as nine or 10 months later. And the only reason you are firing them is because of the public outcry when the episode aired. Now, I don't know if they were fired in quotes by the captain of the ship, but they were not fired by the network. And that is what counts because this is about Bravo. This isn't about what the captain of the ship did. Exactly. So that is huge. Now everybody on to CBS and like I said, as promised, CBS still racist. <laughs> For the umpteenth summer in a row, I'm not going to bother going back and counting them. CBS has had to dismiss a cast member of Big Brother for making racist comments on air that was seen live on the live feeds. Because as we know, Big Brother does live feeds. I don't know what was more frustrating when I when I went back and watched it because I saw the unedited version. I don't know what was more frustrating, the fact that people act shocked, you know, as in a, as in people in the public act shocked that this happened or the brother who was laying in the bed when he said it that was just like, yo, you crazy. The white men, other two white men in the room, was it one or two? It was definitely one because it was one he was speaking to in particular. Had had the good sense to be like, he didn't even say nothing. He was like, oh. I saw a clip. He was, he was in shock. Yeah, he was like, he was oh. And he just walked out the room. He's like, shocked. yeah, I'm not sticking around for this. Okay. <laughs> meanwhile, <laughs> meanwhile, the brother that's laying in the bed continued to have the conversation with him. I was like, Excuse me. Oh, so this will be doing. Mm-hmm. So this will be doing. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
So that was so that was frustrating to me. People who were on the air that act shocked, I was like, I mean, on on online who were acting shocked. Now, mind you, this a few days after the Alabama incident, so nobody should have been shocked. I think it was maybe actually one day after the Alabama incident made national news. I was like, what? Why y'all surprised? Number one, it's CBS. I think they go and look for these people. And two, because of the nature of that show, the cameras are not like all up on them. They are up in the walls and all of that stuff. Now, they may have some stationary cameras in certain areas that have to be operated by actual people when they are doing um, the contests and stuff in the yard or whatever. But for the most part, when they're in the house, the fact that the cameras are not obvious uh, in, in as much as possible is done deliberately to allow for them to be comfortable because they're just living in a fishbowl. And in order to get people to begin to act normal, other than the weird contest and eating slop, is you is to not have everything be so obvious. So once people get comfortable, that is when you meet the real, real them. Real, real. <laughs> and that's the goal. I was like, so you met the real him. As if all of you people who are online talking about this or that, especially those of you of the Caucasian persuasion, have not been in a room or somewhere around people who just started talking stuff to you or in front of you because they didn't think anything of it. Like it was just no big deal. Because with the way that the guy said it, I forget his name, it doesn't matter. It was literally no big deal to him. He just said it like, well, what did he say? He, he was talking about the other room and he was like the room. And I was like, oh, so you. You know, you have a, you have a lip slip. Okay. Okay. That was a full penis out your pants slip. And Huge. to be clear, I don't think that that was the first time he said that. And I'm not talking about it being the first time that he said it. We know it wasn't the first time that he, but what I'm, what I'm saying is I don't think it was the first time that he called it the in room. The fact that he says it on a regular basis, is no big deal. I'm talking about the fact that he called the room that not only was that not the first time he called it that, but I would be, I would bet money that he is not the only person that called it that, which is why he was so comfortable saying it. Exactly. Now, the other times they may not have been on camera, but they have called that room that. Because why would you just call it that out the blue, never said it before, and with a homeboy there? And by the way, the guy who left the room was embarrassed, but that's because he knew he was on camera. Because if you notice, it's not like he acted out as an ally or anything. He didn't say, man, you shouldn't say that. He was just like, Why me? Why me today? he was like Homer backing into those bushes, that meme that we all love. And the, and the brother laying in the bed, I use that term lightly. That's all I'm going to say on that. So everybody, again, CBS racist sure hiring racist 
uh, don't they always? I mean, again, every single summer. So that is all we have for tonight. There is so much more. I am in the process of reading and digesting and making my notes on the Leah Remini Scientology lawsuit. It is 66 pages of, oh, snap. Those mofos was following her and everything. Oh, it's crazy. Old school, too. Old, school uh, old school, old school. Well, you know, that's why, uh, and I still think that's how Stevie J was able to get Mimi's mind so mm -hmm. much because she was desperate for love because, yeah, like literally lost her mother to a cult as a child. She wasn't 18. Yeah, she was like 11, 12 years old. Her mother chose the cult over her. That's got to F you up pretty damn good. And if it doesn't, heck, I'm effed up for you. Well, if you just put look at the number of years she puts in with Stevie J and even some of her situations since. Hello, Shower Rod. So that dude wasn't worth you getting caught up in a situation with a toilet paper holder, let alone a shower rod. Okay. So anyway, everybody, we are going to let you go. Thank you so much, Miss Lauren. Yes, and we are definitely, I, I hope you love Lauren as much as I do. And thank God for technology because we won't always be in the same room together. And you'll actually probably be able to hear her a lot better when we do do it remotely because you know we'll both have on headphones and all of that good stuff but at any rate uh we're gonna talk again soon we've got the leah remedy piece we've got the fashion review maybe we'll do that with the leah remedy piece in order to lighten that up a bit um because whoo ugly but <laughs> so everyone thank you so much for coming in part one and part two and if you didn't listen to part one go back and listen to it because it is good hello if you want to join in on more daily fun where we talk about things that are going on in real time because i don't always do them on the podcast there's just not enough hours it's in a so day much. it's so much and i just pick and choose then certainly join in on the fun on the fashion and drama diaries on Facebook. You see my voice is already going. I already burped earlier. I hope you didn't hear it, but <laughs> on the fashion and drama diaries on Facebook, the link is in the bio. If you want to support the show and help, uh, just defray the cost of the time put in doing this, you also will see, um, the cash app, uh, address, I guess that's what you call it. And Venmo also in the comments, Follow me on all platforms as whatever, just Jonda. I am now on Bego, where I go live a few times a week, uh, usually at night. Um, Instagram, Twitter, just Jonda, all places. And of course, you can find the show anywhere you love to listen to your podcast. But what I want from you is five stars and a review on uh, iTunes, as well as you giving all positive accolades everywhere so that means i better find them over there on spotify iHeartRadio, amazon acast tune in and google so i'll be looking for those comments i don't know how i'll find you but i will if 
And always remember, you can certainly uh, email me with any questions you have or topics, especially legal issues in your neck of the woods. We don't always talk about fun. Sometimes we get quite serious and I'm here to do that as well. So as always, if you're thinking about it and want to talk about it, chances are I'm thinking about it and want to talk about it with you. So let's be honest together. Good night. Good morning. Good night, everyone. I know. It's like, what, one fifteen in the morning here? <laughs> Sorry, midnight oil. I know. All right. Bye, everybody.